Hey, Mark here, and I'm calling in before today's episode with a little favour to ask, if I may, please. You see, today I'm changing the format of the Podcast Accelerator. I'm trialling a longer form deep dive episode, real specific actionable takeaways, and introducing my recommended podcast tool of the week. Now, the format is ever so slightly different. It is a little bit longer, and during this episode, which is a huge, deep dive, massive piece of free podcast education. During this episode, I'm going to break off for about 90 seconds to recommend a podcasting tool that I think will help you. And at the end, stick around because there's a new section at the end, which is three actionable takeaways that you can implement today based on today's deep dive. So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. What if the thing that is stopping your podcast from growing is actually you? Mmm, interesting, interesting. That's what I'm going to talk about today here on the Podcast Accelerator. I am your host, Mark Asquith, CEO and co-founder of Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting, analytics, and promotional platform. It's the number one place to create your show and to monetize your audience. Now, I'm back from a bit of a break. I've just come back from a bit of a bit of a cheeky staycation. So I'm going to talk about uh, just getting out of your own way a little bit. It's something that I've had to learn over the years. And it, you know, it doesn't come easy, especially when you're a fairly driven individual. You know, you've got to sometimes learn to park yourself up a little bit. So I'm going to talk about that in just one second. But hey, before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to the team at Airweber who sponsored this podcast and they sponsor it for a good reason. That's because they really care about helping you to monetize the audience that you have through email marketing. Now, you don't need a big audience to make money from it. You only need good communications with the right people at the right time. And that's what I've been using Airweb before for the last 10 years or so. So you can go and do the same. It's totally free. You don't need a credit card. It's a free platform that you can use. Go and check it out now at mark.live slash email. Right. When you start a podcast, in fact, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, go and check out the Podcast Launch Accelerator. Do a search for it. It's free. And when you start a podcast, you're full of guts and gusto, but unless you choose to develop yourself and to grow, is it possible that you can become a big part of why your podcast doesn't achieve the success that you have dreamed of? Well, I've just come back from a couple of weeks off work. I took a few weeks out from Captivate and we had a nice little staycation. Thanks, COVID. Pain in the ass. We were supposed to be in uh, in Cyprus, but that got cancelled. Thanks, thanks, COVID. But inevitably... I took a little bit of time to let my brain refresh myself. You know, I took a bit of time off, some guilt-free gaming, read a lot of books, played some guitar, played some bass. I said guitar, it's really bass. Um, sorry to my favourite YouTubers out there. Guitar and bass are different, and I play bass. And I took that guilt-free time off just to let my brain refresh itself. But when I was younger, I sort of feel like I could work for a lot longer without those breaks. Now I, I get tired. It's not so much of a physical thing as it is a mental thing. You know, my, my ideas get a little slower to form and my ability to focus on learning in, uh, and developing seems to be hindered a little bit if I, if I have less breaks, you know, and I mean, that's hardly surprising. You know, rest is, 
vital to a successful and happy lifestyle. But the challenge that I often find personally is knowing what to do in order to develop myself after I've rested. There's so much that commands your attention. And and often, you know, you'll you'll appreciate this as a podcaster. We're running our podcast on the side. I'm I'm not going to say side hustle because I'm not trying to sell you a 300 bucks course. But when it comes to producing our show, we sort of just do it by the numbers. We paint by numbers. We just produce, you know, producing becomes the only thing that we quote unquote have to get through in order to keep our show going. But if you follow me for a while, well, you know that it's not just about keeping going. It's about moving forward and growing our audience. So that sort of got me thinking, why, why do we stagnate as podcasters? And stagnation comes in my view from continually treading water, but mistaking that treading as forward motion. Think that through. Stagnation comes, in my view, from continually treading water, but mistaking that treading as forward motion. The production, you know, the day-to-day production, the content, the production of that content of our show is vital, of course it is. But if that's all we do, then we're treading water. To move forward, we've got to upgrade ourselves bit by bit in such a way that we learn new skills. I talked about that on the last long-form podcast, 287. So if you've not listened to that, go and listen to 287. And it's our responsibility to develop ourselves in such a way that we learn to distinguish between when we're making a decision based on comfort, stubbornness, or even an unwillingness to adapt. The problem that I see a lot of podcasters face, though, is that they don't know where to start with educating themselves on, for example, podcast marketing and promotion. You know, luckily, if you host with Captivate, we've got our growth labs for that as free. And... So what they do is they don't know where to go. So they push harder into the things that they're comfortable with to patch over the mental wound of being anxious about beginning to learn something new and uncomfortable. And I get that totally. I really do because we all do it. Every single one of us at some point in our lives takes the easier, more comfortable and known path. The challenge is that mentally we want to progress and we want to develop and we know that we're getting in our own way. But if we aren't careful, our ego slips into the mix and we begin to get a little defensive about our situation in such a way that pushes us more and more into a simple production cycle. Hey, you know what? I don't want to hear this feedback because I don't know how to act on it. So instead, I'm just going to produce more and more episodes so that I feel great about doing something and we'll see how that goes. But you can only do that for so long. After a much, much shorter than expected amount of time, you begin to get frustrated with your lack of progress again. Maybe your downloads aren't moving in the right direction. Maybe your audience engagement isn't where you want it to be and the cycle begins anew. I've talked about this before. It's hard to hear tough feedback. So you continue to begin digging back into your production cycle and you just start to produce more of something that you're comfortable with in order to make yourself feel better. And off we go again. The cycle refreshes itself. And that, my beautiful podcaster, is why we stagnate. So let's learn to be uncomfortable. Discomfort for for you and me as podcasters, it it comes in many forms. You know, often it begins with an inkling or some feedback from someone that the show that we love producing isn't quite as good as we think is. Now, of course, that can be subjective, but you know, when enough people start saying it, we've got to take an objective look at it. We've got to put ourselves in the minds of our listeners and have some empathy with the thing that they're investing in. 
which is our podcast. Time isn't free, and every time someone listens to our podcast, they invest a little bit more into our brand. What's more, new listeners might be experiencing the same thoughts as your stalewart listeners and simply choosing to go elsewhere for their content because they've not built that relationship with you enough to stick around or to give you the feedback. And that results in slow audience growth and diminishing returns on the time that we do invest in the podcast growth. And I've seen this countless times. In fact, one of my very favorite shows has just stopped publishing for this reason. It's just become a defunct podcast after years of producing. Nearly five years. And it is such a shame. Discomfort can also come, of course, from worrying that if we do accept that we might need to make changes to our podcast, it might cause more work for us. And that can be scary. After all, we're used to our production cycle and getting through another episode so that we can say that we've done it. But when it demands thoughtful, highly considered work, we can easily, we can easily shy away from that. And that, in my experience, is the number one reason that entrepreneur podcasters quit. They've been told that they can Put it on autopilot because they've seen it on an Instagram ad. Or podcasting less than an hour a week. Well, I can play golf for less than an hour a week, but I'm never going to get rid of my slice or lower my score. If I do that, will I? Now, that does assume that there's some golfing talent that exists, but it's simply not true. But think about it as a podcaster. You get out what you put in, okay? And I've distilled the reasons that we stagnate as podcasters into three categories. Number one, fear of extra work. Number two, fear of not knowing what to do. Number three, our fragile podcaster ego that we all have. Because when we start a podcast, we can do what we want with it. And of course, it remains our show. But the second that people listen to it, we're making ourselves accountable to them. We have got to deliver what they want. Otherwise, they get their audio fix elsewhere. And what's interesting about podcasting is that our listeners choose. Remember this, our listeners choose to listen to us, little old us, the independent podcaster in the bedroom, producing a show that we love. And so when they give us feedback, it's actually from a real place of positivity and support more often than not. They want us to succeed and grow because if we do, we can give them more of the content that they love. So we've got to remove our ego from the equation. That's the first thing we've got to do. Let's learn to understand that if someone gives us feedback on our show, they aren't attacking us if we don't like it. They aren't attacking us or being ungrateful for what we produce and what we give to them for free. Instead, they're usually trying to help in their own way. But it's really uncomfortable to hear, for example, that our mic is too loud or the audio quality isn't great or that the format that we love is becoming repetitive or whatever. Insert your own constructive criticism here. If we can't let go of the ego part of our podcasting processes, then we can actually use our audience positively, if we can just get rid of that ego, then we can actually use our audience positively and generate free feedback and user testing from our listeners without too much effort. If we can get rid of that ego, we can maybe even build this feedback process into our episodes by just devoting a simple call to action to something like, hey, you got feedback for me? Just email me on mark at rebelbasemedia.io and I'd love to hear it and think it through. Of course I would. Thank you. Now, what's fun about this is that having removed our ego, 
we gain the important feedback, which in turn helps us with those other two stagnation reasons. Remember, fear of extra work and fear of not knowing what to do. Why does it help us? Well, consider this. A listener doesn't like your intro music. Let's assume that this is a bit of feedback that you've got. It happens. And with our ego out of the equation, you go ahead, you remove your ego and you objectively listen to your intro music and you think, do you know what? Actually, I've realized that even though I like it and it reflected the ideas that I had for the podcast in the early days, the show has developed in such a way and to a point where it no longer quite fits the brand tone of voice that I'm trying to get out to new listeners. Well, what does that do? It gives us a starting point. You don't have to be afraid of what to do next. You don't have to wonder where to start because where to start is to test new intro music. And you don't need to worry about it causing masses of extra work. It It's a one-off project to replace that music that probably takes a couple of hours max. Now, that's a pretty simple example. I realise that, but it works for marketing and promotion too. You could, for example, gain feedback from your audience on where they found your podcast. Where did they find your show or why they decided to try it for the first time? Now, let's assume that a solid percentage of your audience come back and they tell you that they found it via a friend on Facebook and they chose to listen to it because they really love the short form content that you produce and your no-nonsense attitude to whatever it is that you talk about. Now that feedback has given you a very specific next step. Work on a call to action that asks people to share your show on Facebook and to tell people that your no-nonsense episodes are less than 15 minutes long and about, you know, insert your own niche here, whatever it is you're talking about. So at that point, you know what to do next and you know how to do it in just a few minutes. By letting go of the ego, we are able to define some next steps. Now, will that boost your audience instantly? No, of course not, but it's going to help. And if you, I don't know, if you use something like Captivate Short Links feature, you can even track the impact that it has. You can measure the click-throughs to Facebook or whatever, okay? These small things mount up and help you to grow your audience. There is no one way to build a following, but there is one way to fail at it. And that is to get in your own way. Building anything pushes us to adapt and pushes us to develop ourselves, not only physically, but mentally too. We can learn to become comfortable being uncomfortable, which in turn pushes us to try new things and to test ideas without the fear of masses of extra work and without wondering where to start or what to do next. Because look, we have to do something to grow our audience. But the first thing that we must do is to make sure that it isn't us holding ourselves and our podcast back from greatness. Let me know how you find it. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know how I can help. All right. Mark.live slash Twitter. Until the next time, thanks for joining me. Keep on captivating.